and get you a bigger meatball. Uh, come on. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Italian. Well, hey, welcome oh. to the family. Well, I, I feel like I feel like my Italian quickly becomes um, like what's his name from Hey Arnold? Hey Arnold. Uh. Oh, Oscar Kakashka yes. becomes like weird not instead of Italian stereotype, hey. it's like Eastern European stereotype. Yeah, it's not quite there. Arnold, you gotta teach me how to read. I cannot get to home. <laughs> I guess he does like kind of have it. It does sort of jump between Italian and like. Hey, come and get your gabagool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can definitely. Arnold, I want to pet the kitty. <laughs> you you do a pretty good. I impression. want to pet the kitty, Arnold. <laughs> uh, welcome back. To my... <laughs> <laughs> it's like that little laugh. Oh my god! Welcome back to why do people like anime? Why do people like Hey Arnold? Why do Dude, oh, Hey Arnold podcast. Honestly, we should just pivot. Let's just hard pivot. And, hard pivot. And we can just l- watch all of Hey Arnold again. I feel like doing a, doing a podcast around one show or like one thing seems like really... Nah. Like, what do you... I can see it either quickly being old or like being like the... the like, is there a Hey Arnold podcast? There's got to be like one. Where we talk... I, I would love to watch rewatch like all of the old '90s cartoons. I mean, like you could definitely do like, like a the, '90s Nick the podcast. old SpongeBob episodes. Some just, of those. Just Hey Arnold, though. It's like how many? I, I mean, I don't know how many episodes are in like the original series. Probably like what, like fifty or something. Yeah, I don't know. Save about like a year's worth of podcasts, and then <laughs> I guess you could do like I don't know, like an episode about like each character. Sure. But then, like, do you end up doing, like, a, an episode about, uh, what, Timberly, like, Gerald's sister? No, probably not. Or, like, Gerald's... No, just, just the mains. Just your mains. Maybe, uh... Like a maybe Lila there's, episode? Maybe there... Yeah, a Lila episode. Maybe there's, like, uh, you know, uh... What's the... The, 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 the guy? The superhero guy? Oh, Monkey Man? Monkey Man. I kept thinking Birdman. Monkey Man! Else. Yeah, you could do uh, a dude, Monkey I, Man episode. Uh, I, I think I would probably kill a fucking Harold podcast. Well, this is our ask last me, episode. Ask me a random Harold question. Um, What was the turtle's name? Uh, Lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I, I, I had a feeling that was going to be the question you were going to ask just, for some I, reason. You know, off the dome. I couldn't think of it. What's uh? What was Harold's first crush's name? Full name? What? Ru- what is Ruth it? McDougal? Ruth McDougal. You gotta have the last name. Wow, good memory, John. This is one of those things that you learn about John as you get to know him. Incredible memory just, for just, uh, for things that don't matter. Don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but but sometimes it does matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh. I think what's what, what's Ar- what's Arnold's pig's name? No idea. Abner. Abner. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You you just pulling them out of nowhere. What happened to Hair Arnold's parents? No spoilers. They were. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't say it. Is, is it even spoilers? Like I feel like the Jungle movies like is it been the whole out. Jungle movie like f- finding Hair Arnold's parents? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I keep calling him Hey Arnold. Like no, his I name think is I hey think everyone Arnold. does. Arnold, what's his last name? Uh, Shortman. Shortman. I mean, and, but, and then Helga Pulaski. 
Polanski? Uh, Something like that. Pata- Pataki? Pataki, yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, you know what was missing from this movie? This movie that we watched that was not Hey Arnold? Was a ta- strong Italian accents. It was all American actors. Look at Look at this idiot. Sorry, so update on the cats. Cats are really, really getting getting, <laughs> getting more confident in our space. But uh, I think he's just discovered the drawer. Our cat, Dale, is learning that drawers open and close right now. And that he's got the, the power, the, the raw power to open. <laughs> His little cat paws can open it. Um, well, this is why do people like anime? A podcast. I totally interrupted your Yeah, this is Why Do People Like Anime, a podcast where two people, me and John, have been watching anime, one one anime at a time, one anime a week, to try to figure out what what's the deal? Why do people like it? Steal these cats. But also, like, have you ever just deep-dived on a single subject for over a year? Uh, not until we di- we've done this. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think about, like, being in a class in school or something. Maybe, like, what you majored in in college was, like, a deep dive on one subject. But even, like, you know, I like, if I'm thinking of, like, the electives, you know, that, I mean, I guess this is, like, once a week to some extent. But, yeah. like, you know, this is definitely way more of a time commitment than any uh, class. Sort of class, Aside yeah. from, like, the, the major... Our cat is now. Oh, he's and going in the closet. He's going in the closet. <laughs> and hair all over our clothes in the closet for great like a year. Oh, oh, he's like too big. He's a big boy. So yeah, the cats are doing great. They're they're and, exploring. Uh, we're doing our battery die. Sorry, battery die. But now we're back. So now whatever the other we cat's were talking trying to about, go in the closet. Yeah, now the other cat is is trying to get in the closet. We had to, we needed to calm everybody down a minute too. So yeah, totally forgot what we were talking about just a second ago for you. Um, but we watched Porco Rosso this week. Miyazaki, is it a classic? It I would call it a classic. It's like twenty eight years old. I think it came out in nineteen ninety two. Does it have to be like uh, incredible to be a classic? Um, is Weekend at Bernie's a classic? I, that's actually a great question. Well, like, what defines like a classic? Like, like what what def- what separates just an old movie from a classic? Like Siamese Dream, classic album. Is Adora classic album? Mm, I don't know. What makes something classic? Is Help a classic album? Revolver is sure. White album is. Is Yellow Submarine a classic? Yeah, maybe it's just vintage. Maybe it's just maybe it's just old. That's a great question. Because I feel like Por- Porco Rosso kind of gets lumped out of the like it's not in like the main clump of like these are the Miyazaki movies you're going to watch. I've never met anyone who says that this is their favorite Miyazaki movie. Yes. And I was very like going into this I was like, okay, I want to know why. Because in theory, there's got to be something wrong with this one that makes it not as good as all the other ones. Because it almost feels like at, at a certain point he figured out a formula or uh, a core like characteristic of what the movies are supposed to have, you know, to, to be that sort of magic something that makes, makes them classics. But I would almost venture to say that 
this feels very different from all of his other movies that would be considered like the core, like the Spirited Away, the Howl's Moving Castle. It's outside of the canon. It is outside of the canon, but it is still really good. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. I feel like uh, this. This seems like I, I. I feel like he made this for himself. Yes. You know what I mean. This was a. I a hundred percent think this was a passion project. Yeah. This was like I really love airplanes. I'm really into history, and I feel like the character of Porco Rosso, who is this like airplane. Uh, World War One fighter pilot, uh, retired bounty hunter that's like cursed into being a pig because he hates humanity, but still kind of loves the the younger generation. Has a little does soft he hate spot. humanity? I think the idea is like he's he's cur- his curse is not any sort of like a witch came and cursed you. It's he's completely jaded. And he was—he'd rather be a pig than be a human. Was it the curse of war? Yeah, a little bit of that. Like he saw so much kind of like suffering and like uh, pain, and and nothing really came from it. I think it's and he just rejected being human. It's maybe implied that he probably killed a lot of people in World War One. Yeah, but he also saw a lot of his friends die. Yeah. But anyway, so this sort of like jaded quality sort of echoes a little bit of. Hayao Miyazaki's. It's probably how he views himself. Yes. Because I feel like like that classic image of him like smoking a cigarette being like, life is pain or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, whatever the meme is. Like anime is dead or, or whatever. Yeah, anime fucking sucks. Yeah. Hayao Miyazaki. A- anime was a mistake. That's what it is. Anime was a fucking mistake. Yeah. I've never, I don't know what a Naruto but is. Then, but then he makes these movies that are like so hopeful and. Yeah. But yeah, I I kind of think the whole, it's kind of like something that he made for himself, not something that he made for anybody else. But... Not to say that there aren't like takeaways. I was going to say this kind of falls more into sort of the Kiki's delivery service camp than, than some of his more magical pieces. Hmm. Right? So it, it is so like... Besides the fact that the main character is a pig, like a humanoid pig, it is 100% like based in reality. Yeah. Um, and historically somewhat accurate as well. Yeah, it's it's based on, I mean, Porco Rosso is uh, supposed to be like a World War I uh, Italian veteran pilot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of references to like ge- geographical locations that are accurate Maybe there's, like, an island that's not accurate, like, that is made up, but they, like, reference Milan and, like, oh, he can't go to Italy because, like, the Italian police will be after him. Yeah, the military. Mussolini's regime. Yeah. I don't know if Mussolini's ever named, but it's very, it's heavily implied. And they're, like, oh, you, you, he was part of the the Air Force and. Yeah. Like, there are elements of the story that feel extremely historically accurate. Like, the scene where all of these women come to to help to repair his airplane, uh, and he's like, "Ah, why are there so? Why is it all women?" <laughs> right? And he's like, "All the men are at war, basically." Yeah. Sort of like ah, right? Like, of course, of course, there's like this shortage of labor that like 
brought these women into the workforce. And of course there was like pushback to that. Cause yeah. there's like, I was like, did this movie age badly? But then it, because of these kind of comments about like, but she's a woman, she can't build the plane. Like, ah, why is it all these women? Like, uh, what does he say in the prayer? Dear, oh. dear God, sorry, we're using women's hands to, to make to war, war machines or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Do, do you think that aged poorly or no? Well, I, I don't think it aged poorly. I think I think the whole point is like he's like a fucking a, a dickhead <laughs> who doesn't think you know who's like a, a grizzled military guy who doesn't have a good relationship with women. I mean the whole the whole I mean the movie's kind of about how he doesn't like he doesn't really like understand women at all or can't really um he's ha- he's a hard time connecting with people in general. So when people are kind to him, uh I feel like he like doesn't know how to respond to that. Yeah, because there's um you know, so there's Theo, who's who becomes like his like mechanic and sort of like the engineer behind his new plane, mm-hmm. and then there's Gina, who sort of like runs this club. Yeah, she's like running the Cas- Casablanca or what's yeah. the like the the Copacabana rather. Yeah, she's she's like you know all the gangsters are hanging out there. The sp- the the air the air pi- pirates. Yeah, the sea pirates. The sea pirates. And she's and she's very much in love with Porco Rosso. Yes, but not just Porcaroso, but the man he once was. Yeah. And he doesn't realize that, or he's in denial about it, or war has cold in his, uh, has frozen his heart so he doesn't understand. Totally. I, I'm sort of leaning towards the latter. Like, he, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't see, like, the point. Like, he doesn't val- have any, see any value in himself. Yeah. You know? So, like, the idea that he would, like, venture into this like kind of love story seems kind of like pointless to him in the wise words of her in the words of tim heidecker i'm already dead yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of like and it, there's like a i i believe that gina had some sort of like suitor that was also in the air force which is like how she knew porco rosso i think his name's marco no he's marco yeah Porco Porco is Marco. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like his name used to be Marco. And I think he knows the guy that used to be like a suitor for Gina. Yeah. But he died. And there's like maybe one of the best scenes in the movie, I think, is besides the women building the plane scene, is his sort of dream sequence where he saw all of his friends like fly to heaven basically well, all the dead pilots so not only his friends but like like a stream of dead of of planes in the sky ascending to the heavens yeah yeah and and then him just floating on the surface and then like sinking into the cloud beautiful like simple beautiful like is it the most impactful magical thing that we've seen out of Miyazaki? no but is it like the most impact? It was definitely like the movie's most impactful moment. But for if sure. like if like another name was associated with this, would you be like, "Wow, this is like really beautiful"? If uh, if 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 Bill F. 
Sword Art Online made it. <laughs> made it. Yeah, I would be very impressed. Or Mark M. Love Hina. God. I mean, so here's kind of my thought and my question to you is, do you think that this character, and maybe I felt this a tiny bit with Kiki's too, is like, do you think the plot was a little weak or do you think that the main character was a little weak? Hmm. Hmm. Um, I don't know. You know, it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be, uh, you know, I think, I think now that I'm like, I'm like a little far away from Kiki's delivery service. I bet if I watched it now, now that I've sort of like, now that the, uh, the wall between me and Miyazaki's work is sort of lifted. <laughs> I think I'd probably be able to appreciate it a little more and, and, and maybe enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know. Like, I think Porco Rosso is a, like, I think like the character is pretty well defined in that. Like, um, you know, it's, he really is just sort of, uh, he's, he's just breathing. He's not alive. Okay. To quote senses fail. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's, He's just like he's he Are you alive or are you just breathing? Yeah. Like he's just uh <laughs> he's yeah, he's he's just he's a bounty hunter. I just found that in the beginning of the movie and we even like made a little joke about it was he just kept being like I'm just a pig. I'm like mm, I I got no feelings. I'm just a pig. <laughs> yeah. Human like, stuff. I'm just a pig. I don't care. Although incredible line where he says I'd rather be a pig than a fascist. Yeah, yeah solid which is like that's like a, that's, it makes you wonder like is this movie for kids like or was no. that a nod for the audience like, I, for the adults in the room that was that was uh that was a nod to the to the grown-ups watching i don't know if this is like i feel like if i was a kid well i could see it going either two ways either like you're a kid and you're gonna get really bored by this or you're like the kind of kid who's like really into like military stuff yeah like you really love planes or something yeah like uh, like my, I bet my friend Eric would really like this movie. Yeah. If he was like when he was a kid, Some and probably ex- now. And and I feel like you see like uh, Miyazaki's obviously like interested in planes, but then like I feel like he did the planes movie. I think he did two movies that f- strongly feature these types of airplanes. But then he realized that it was beyond airplanes. It was like machinery and and sort of like uh the magic that these machines create and that's what and you see that in like howl's moving castle right like this giant massive thing that shouldn't work but does is moving around like the idea and like the because in my mind and maybe i'm just like trying to to figure it out like i don't know if this is true but in my mind i think he likes planes because of their kind of like magical qualities, right? Like, well, I mean, also wasn't his dad like a plane mechanic? Uh, maybe. I think so. I think he like grew up a lot around, uh, like planes and stuff because of his dad. Mm-hmm. So I think there's that element to it. But I, I definitely like I, I definitely agree in that. I think he does sort of merge this idea of like machinery with like the magical. Like, with, like, your imagination. Yeah. Right? Like, what is, like, 
what if I did loop-de-loops? What if I went above the clouds? What would be there? You know, this kind of like things that are not possible being possible because of airplanes or something. I mean, and I also feel like... Literally, we're able to fly because of airplanes. Yeah, and I, I think that definitely kind of, um, you know, most of his movies, or at least like a few of them, have very uh, poignant flight sequences where... You know, either you're flying on a dragon or a witch all, broom or a Totoro. All of anime has, like, flight sequences, I feel like. Right? Uh, I feel like a maybe. lot of... Well, maybe... Definitely Miyazaki. Let's just, I, let's... I think it's a big part of Miyazaki. Like, I don't know if uh, uh, if Princess Mononoke has, like, a flight sequence. I just feel like... It might. But I, it, it's... I can't really recall it. But, like, yeah, like, you know... Flying around on Defying Totoro. gravity, you know? Like, that was, like, the best scene in that movie. For sure. Um, it's almost like, it's almost like usually at the climax, too. Yeah. It's very, it's very impactful. It's, it's very clear that it's like he's putting a lot of emotion into these sequences, like, where someone is flying, right? Mm, yeah. And so, and, and you kind of get that in that sort of dream sequence after he's sort of knocked out you know see or um seeing hallucinating maybe if that's your interpretation his friends and the the people in battle mm. ascending into heaven yeah that was that was pretty wild a different kind of flight yeah because the yeah, rest and of the, I, go ahead no because i was gonna say like the rest of them like it's interesting there's uh so there's like this beginning sequence where he's rescuing like this uh what is it like a ship of like kids? Yeah, there's like goofy pirates that are trying to like uh kidnap a bunch of kids for money. Yeah. So there's that, there's uh like the initial sequence of like his name's Curtis, try like where he shoots down Porco. Oh, the American? Yeah. They they sort of have like a dogfight, but Porco Rosa's like plane is like kind of fucked up, and he gets like some cheap shots in. Yeah, but acts like he shot him down. Acts like he did something. Yeah, you know? and then the rest like I feel like the rest of the movie there isn't really flight until the very end. Yeah, it it kind of becomes about you know Porco Rosa sort of dealing with uh his like mechanic and sort of rebuild like you know eventually they they fly around a little bit, but they have to get out of Milan. Yeah, which is kind of a nice little sequence. Yeah, the the flying is very much, a, and, and there's a very, uh, very well blocked out dogfight at the very end between Curtis and. That's like the climax. Yeah, this 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 fight at the end where the odds are really high, and I don't know, it kind of lost me towards the end. Really, that's like the hard part for me is like. I could see myself falling asleep to this movie. <laughs> I, I could, if I were to fall asleep, it probably would have been like the midpoint where right. he's sort of repairing the plane and everything. But after when the pirates sort of uh, gang up on him and, and are about to like kill him or whatever to the very end, I feel like the movie's pretty, pretty, pretty forward. I guess so. Propels you forward. Like it I propels you. Yeah. With a propeller. With a little propeller. <laughs> I know, I know what you. I know what you're saying is like it. It is very A B C D. You know, it's very hard to block action in a satisfying way. Yeah, and I feel like he's he's. 
I, like I don't think this is like a a show off movie in in the way that some other Miyazaki movies maybe are a little bit to me. Not yeah, it's it's not showing off. But exactly. like but they're but the way that the dog fight at the end between Curtis and Porcaroso is like sort of choreographed in that like you you kind of understand everything that's happening at all times. Here's a thought. It's very uh powerful feat. Yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Here's a thought. <laughs> Where was the music? Oh, yeah. Like I feel like distinctly I'm not remembering anything like impactful about the the music in this. Gina has a very good song in the club at the beginning. Yeah. She was beautiful. Yeah. What a beautiful character. What a beautiful Wow, wow. I no, just even just like visually how she like acted and drawn and Yeah. There's like a scene where he's flying around her little like island. And I know they didn't have 3D at the time, so like that whole scene is like obviously drawn with like the you know the parallax views of like the perspective of things in her her dress and her hat rippling. Yeah. So gorgeous. I was uh I was like, man, this this character sounds very familiar and it's it's actress Susan uh Egan, mm-hmm. who's the voice actress of Meg in Hercules. Oh. Nice. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to make a little complaint here about Can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. I just wish it was a love story. That's all. What kind of I mean it kind of is. Yeah, but it but it's not. But it kind of is. Yeah, but I wish it was more. Well, I mean, I feel like the end it sort of implies that, you know, him and It's it's him and Gina finally con- connect. It's uh left open. Well, his planes in uh, on her island. I know, but so he's visiting. They don't they don't uh they don't kiss. They it's it's a uh, it's the B plot, if you will. Yeah. Miyazaki kind of shies away from romance. I know. I feel like I just thought this had the potential to be kind of romantic. Even though I think um, Princess Mononoke chewing the food and putting it into the guy's mouth <laughs> was like the most like sensu- sensual. I know we haven't seen it, but I think Howl's Moving Castle has a little bit of that's a, a that's a romance of a romance interesting pull to it. Not to spoil. Um, so Porcaroso is voiced by the great Michael Keaton. Mm. Um. But I feel like it sounds like he's like fucking asleep in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, not great. Right? Like, here's here's the issue with uh, the not, I, my opinion, like the '90s uh, Miyazaki like stunt voice casting is that it's like you know Disney or whoever the hell was in charge of like you know making the dub for these. They hire all these big name actors who don't know how to like act in animated features Mm. so just that you know it's like oh cool it's it's michael keaton but he's just like fucking reading yeah you know what i mean and granted like porcarozo he's not like a like a highly emotive character or whatever but like you know i mean what what's his name carrie elwes carrie elwes Mm -hmm. elwes (laughs) (laughs) you got it yeah like you, you know he he plays curtis and he you know and he he just like kind of sucks like Amazing actor. She's very strange. Great actor in, you know, Princess Bride or uh, Saw or whatever. It's just very flat. But like, he's the like, performances. you know, when he shoots down Porco Rosso, he's like, Yahoo. Yeah. And it's just like. Yeehaw. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, like these, these like big actors who, you know, 
clearly super weird i mean i guess like if you put it in the context like i i'm sure they had no fucking clue like what this was they're like you know i'm sure their agent was like yeah this big uh he's like the walt disney of japan it's gonna be a big movie well it was still pretty early on Cause, right because was this i mean to, had he had like a big hit before this, this was this was post totoro post kiki mm-hmm. pre uh princess mononoke and spirited away got it so this is like you know this is like sort of the midpoint where i believe he's like kind of picking up steam and yeah america he's, he's like not quite hit his like full throttle moment but yeah i mean michael keaton in the 90s attention. michael keaton in the 90s is like a pretty big deal yeah. you know this is like post batman sort of pre like when he kind of like disappeared for a while so you know big actors but it's just like you know and i, I thought i totally thought lackluster yeah uh egan the woman who voiced um gina is like the best like actually knows how to Mm. do voice acting Mm -hmm. because she has like the disney pedigree or whatever so it's yeah i don't know it's i mean and i feel like the the sort of uh tertiary characters have like very good voice actors but i don't know it's like it's uh it's it's i feel like the the art of the dub has come a long way i still i you know I, i still think that there are certain things we watch in the present that maybe are like a little cringy or they don't sound good or whatever. But I, I do feel like at least the voice talent today seems to kind of get it. Yeah, no, I, I feel like maybe with the internet and sort of people responding to like, this dub sucks and this is why. <laughs> yeah, like. And therefore like American voice act and, and just like kind of the rise of anime in sort of like the West and the, the need for more dubs for more things i mean i feel and like the legitimate legitimization legitimization of uh animation in general with disney and as a powerhouse right well i'm sure like the whole i mean the whole mindset of like subs not dubs like you know if you're if you're <laughs> an american you know voice scout i don't know what the job title is exactly but like if you're the one who's sourcing voice talent for your anime or whatever it's like you you have to kind of justify your your job it's like there's so many there's so many bad dubs of like the 2000s and the 90s and everything that it's like hey like you know if we want people to to actually watch like the american version of this thing like the like the characters have to sound good and not be like annoying like they can't i feel like maybe naruto is like sort of like the last straw for um bad american dubs <laughs> because like they they they're it, it's so american not like granted naruto is obviously like a kind of a runaway success and was like probably like the big shonen the the big like post dragon ball z shonen anime but at the same time it's like there's all those like weird americanization things like him yelling believe it at the end of every se- sentence which is like <laughs> you know just like american marketers trying to create like some sort of catchphrase and everything um, and people fucking hated it. Yeah, I mean, and rightfully so. Like, I think the, I mean, granted, like, I think that, you know, later on as the show progresses from my memory, the Naruto dub voice actor gets better and everything, but it's a pretty fucking grating voice. Yeah. Versus like, um, what's his name in, uh, Demon Slayer. Right. Like, exactly. really good voice actors all around for that. Yeah. 
you know. So I just, I was just, as you, as a, you were kind of going off on that, I was like thinking about the Oscars just because we just saw like, you know, the Oscar special. Uh, did you hear that? Uh, Will Smith slapped Chris oh, Rock? Oh my God. So oh. anyway, I, um, I don't care about that. I wanted to know when the first like animation award was given out, like best animation, because it just makes me think like this was 92, like. It was there wasn't even like recognition. Rec, recognition. Why, why can't I talk tonight? Recognition. It's, it's a little late. There wasn't even recognition for, like, the Oscars would throw out a, an occasional like, like award for like something random, and like maybe occasionally. I think Beauty and the Beast in '91 got nominated for Best Picture. Interesting. But they didn't have a a award for animation until 2001 <laughs> what what one shrek 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 Jesus. was the first award for animation from the oscars the 74th oscars and then in 2002 spirited away so i'm just saying it's kind of interesting right yeah. like the history of uh what even fucking won this year it was um encanto oh. wasn't it yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't. I have. I we need to catch up. We did. We did recently watch um, Turning Red. Yeah. Which was very cute. A hit in my book. You liked it a lot. I liked it for sure. I I think it's. Uh, I I liked it. I didn't love it, but <laughs> I like that. I don't know. It's it's very. It's interesting seeing Pixar sort of dip into more realist like sort of like i don't know it seems like they've really been kind of moving towards the realism side of things right you know like away from magical stories well, i mean almost i mean specifically about like culture and, and everything like a like yeah a, like a chinese canadian <laughs> family specifically right yes and then also like you I know agree. like a kid ha i mean like, the whole thing is kind of like a parable for Right. Having a period or whatever and, and sort of womanhood. Yes, totally. You know, but. Like, they're like addressing issues, you know? Yeah. But also, I think there's been a big push for like diversifying the universe of Disney. Yeah, totally. Which is, which is totally fair and I think is, is a long time coming and everything. I, I think it's. I, I just know. feel like every every movie that comes out, and this is not like a criticism. I think it's great. It's like, and now we have like a Pacific Islander and now we have yeah. you know like uh you know they they it's like every movie is like uh another like different culture almost Are we ever going to hit a point where every everyone becomes represented by a movie? Um yeah, I think that's the idea. What happens after that? Then we just get to make whatever we want again. Just does culture does culture like become like a like a total melding pot then melting mm. pot i don't know it's hard or to does say it, does it reset no i don't well this it's one of those things that you can't really guess like when's I mean, the when's the native american pixar movie coming exactly C come on yeah let's have you know i'll write it mm. dear dear pixar <laughs> dear dear mr pixar dear bill pixar yeah <laughs> bill pixar i don't know i mean i think it's yeah but yeah, Turning Red was really good. I liked it a lot. And uh, what were we talking about before that? Um, 
animation recognition in America. So yeah, I'm just saying away. like, I mean, at a certain point, I just feel like in the 90s, anime was like for anime people. And then like the you had to be, you had to be in to you had to be like in the scene to like even see this stuff i feel like or you had to be literally like in japan right um, for this to be even like released to you you know whereas then you know with like the internet and and recognition from the west that this is actually good now if you're not watching demon slayer you're the freak zing everything's gone up yeah. Anyway, this is kind of like besides the point. Um, I just thought the character was. I just thought there was something missing in this movie, but I still liked it. Do you want a message? Is that what you needed? I, you know, sometimes if I don't have sort of like an emotional reaction, I do some sometimes wonder what was the message. What was the message? Hmm. But um, you know what I did like is kind of like it did feel like more of a comedy, like in in sort of like the way that Kiki's kind of mixed in comedy elements. I thought it was. I think it's a really interesting movie in that it's its subject matter on its face is very f- depressing and very kind of fucked up. In that you know this is like a, a guy. I would say maybe the pig form is maybe uh a representation or avatar of like ptsd in some way and sort of him uh you know i mean it's like i thought it was just a play on like men are pigs well i mean there's that too and that kind of comes up but you know like i think in and obviously like i have no uh first-hand experience of war or whatever right you know i am a i'm a fucking civilian <laughs> um johnny civilian. johnny civilian here but you know, like I've I've read in interviews with, um, I mean, I think I read an interview with like Chris Kyle, like the American sniper. Mm-hmm. He was saying like, you know, it was it, it was very hard for him to, and I think this is sort of like the the plot of the movie, um, based on his life or whatever, is that like it's very hard for him to like come back from, um, war and like relate to regular people, right? You know, like it, it just clearly there's a there's a very profound effect on yeah you know like and i i will definitely unless i get drafted or something like i'm not gonna ever understand that or whatever so i feel like it's it's almost like a kind of metaphor for what war does to people and sort of like the yeah you know because like you never you never see him you know actually uh kill anybody or yeah, and really, really engage in dogfights, but that's sort of like the the takeaway though. At the end, is when he's in this big dogfight, like with the the American. There's they make a point to like be like, oh, he had a clear shot to kill him, yeah, and he didn't. He's just gonna wear him out and then win that way. Yeah, because he's just gonna evade him constantly, but he won't. He won't do it. He's not going to... He, maybe he'll shoot his engine, but that's it. He's not going to take the shot to if it's going to kill him. Yeah. And it's and it's sort of like he... Porcaroso is always like, I'm... I fly for me now. Like, being a bounty hunter is, like, all about serving for himself, not in, the like, the military or 
But he also, like, he doesn't know how to do anything else. He just knows how to fly. But he doesn't have to be the government's pig. Yeah, exactly. He can be his Literally. own. Uh, it, it does almost feel like he's, like, doing penance or something. Like, yeah. by being a bounty hunter, like, he's... When he collects all of the kids off of the off the pirates but then he's like i'm also not gonna kill you or destroy your ship why don't you just keep some of the money and give me the kids yeah you know like he's done killing but he's done killing for doesn't sure. know how to stop Fighting. piloting <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know you know like it's so it's interesting that there's this like sort of dark premise but the movie is also very like light-hearted it's yeah. it's a uh, it's kind, of, it's kind of an incredible feat. Yeah. You know, like it's it, like like we kind of said earlier, like it's not, you know, I don't I don't think it is his best movie or whatever. Um, you know, it didn't affect me like Totoro did. But I, I'm very impressed by just the ability to kind of meld these two tones and the, you know, the subject matter with like such a colorful and beautiful world and sort of, you know, I, I think also... Um, probably reference to films of the past like you know gina feels very much like a like a 30s movie dame yeah absolutely like out of casablanca or something like that totally yeah no and i think um i think it's it's unfair to like compare it to his other movies because like it's good just not compared to his other movies but like if if I showed you this and didn't tell you what it was or who it was by or what, like what he made after this, it's like, it's still pretty dang good. Yeah. It's just like one of those hard things to wrap your head around. Right. Like it's almost like if a musician puts out an album, like an acoustic album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm, tr- I mean? I'm trying to think of like a parallel. Like, um, it feels like a genre switch or something. Right. Because even though it's still in the universe, it's like, it just feels like acoustic but versus, uh, yeah, literally. Uh, like, there's no drums. <laughs> I was going to say it's like when Metallica did the Lou Reed album, but that's like just objectively kind of bad. No, it's like, it's like. It's a passion project. It's a passion project, exactly. Like it's your your B side. Yeah. But like it's still good. It's just not your hit. Right. It's uh And some people will really like this and instead of the the stuff you do for mainstream, you know? Yeah, I mean I'm sure this is like someone's favorite. This is your underground. Yeah. <laughs> What's like a what's like an example of a passion project album? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I don't know why I, I can't think of like a I just my brain power is not really like functioning anymore. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I think I got the point across. I think that's pretty accurate. Like like you prefer the acoustic version. You prefer the I just feel like Kiki's is the same thing like you watch you you watch the the spirited way if you're in one mood, and you watch this if you're in like a chill, or, or Kiki's uh, in, or Totoro. They're very different vibes. 
Yeah, he can. This I, is that low key vibe. He can definitely kind of switch the intensity on and off. Because yeah, I would say that Spirited Away is a weirdly intense movie. Yeah, and there's some other of his, and same with like Princess Mononoke, right? That's, like, yeah, that's like a very intense. This is like visually complex. Like, yeah, he really like pushed his style a lot further in those movies too. Whereas like these are really busy, but they're so simple. Like there's some shots with like it feels like hundreds of people are in the frame. Yeah, and they're all like kind of moving around and stuff and moving and or like you know so, like tons of planes or something. But the way that he does it is so like simplified, and and uh, and kind of like fun. Like I think those shots are like very unique, and yeah, they work, but only in this kind of simplified version of his style. This is like when Daft Punk put out uh, <laughs> "Get Lucky," like when they went from like electronic to like straight up like seventies like 70s funk and disco. soul. And some like, people were like, "Ugh." Yeah, and it's like, well, clearly, like, and and it's like, you, you know, you look at their past music, and it's like, clearly, it's all like kind of based in that, but then they, you know, sort of extrapolated and just like kind of did the thing. Like you I, can you can see like the you know I mean I I believe like he did the loop in the third movie, so like you can kind of see like the the caper, '30s serial sort of stuff, and this is sort of like a totally in that. I just feel like this is like your early work that didn't slap as hard as the stuff that came later. Hmm. But you were still just like trying to test the waters with what what you liked to do. Yeah. You know? Because like even like even like looking at Totoro or something like that, you're like, well, can I m- like include these magical creatures and still make it realistic? And believable and genuine, and like what works and what doesn't work. It's like you have to you have to do to know. You have to make it to know. Yeah. This is like what was the Beatles thing that you referenced? It's like this was help, and then you know, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band came later. You know. Yeah. Totally different vibe. Do you think his new movie is going to be good? Who? Miyazaki. Miyazaki. What's it called? It's called How Do You Live. Ooh. Which I feel like I feel like it's going to like No, I feel like I feel like he's peaked and now he's going to he's going to hurt us. You know what I mean? This, this is going to be <laughs> I think this is definitely going to be like his like farewell. His farewell tour? Yeah. You know when like a director like puts too much uh too much lesson in a thing? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm getting that sense of it. But I, hey, we're like I'm gonna see it. I'll I'll watch it. Just like to Bono. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You two sort of started as like you know thinking about just like your fellow humans and stuff like that, and now it's like yeah, him just like being really kind of cheesy about it. Yeah, him making experiences or something. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this is like uh like Rocky Balboa coming out of retirement. <laughs> like now that one last fight (laughs) yeah like now that like boxing has like kind of evolved into like this thing it's like him you know him giving one 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 last show to like it's the neon genesis three point it's one it's him plus one (laughs) it's him knocking out your name ava four 
Uh, I don't know. I just I saw, it could go either either of two ways. It could be the Return yeah. Of the I king. still got it. You know, Return of the King. I think it's I still got it. Like, it probably will be to be honest, because you don't do something for this long and and this successfully and and then blow it all. Right. Uh, I mean, granted, but like the, it could be old man tries to rekindle past f- flame and is doesn't work. Maybe. Probably not, though, just because of the amount of team that he's got surrounding him. Yeah. But we'll see. We shall see. Wasn't Earwig or whatever? That, that wasn't one? him, though. That was, oh, okay. that was like, I think that was his kid. Yeah. I think that was uh, the Cat Returns guy. Oh, okay. Whatever. Oh, yeah, the cat returns. Goro Miyazaki. Right, 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 yeah. right, um, It's got to suck. It's got to... I don't know why you would want to do the same thing your dad's doing. Especially if your dad was, like, the best in the world. If your dad. dad's, like, <laughs> God at something. I mean, like... Anime like God. I mean, like, in tattooing, like, Ed Hardy's kid is also a tattoo artist, and it's, like, he's not... He, he seems like a very nice guy. Right. But it's like your your dad changed tattooing forever. Like you're never gonna hit that. You're always gonna be his kid. Yeah. That's why whenever like not to bring up Will Smith again, but I feel like his kids did the right thing, you know, like they went into they like Oh no, I think that they're they're fucking pathetic. Oh okay. <laughs> no, I think I think I don't know. I think they're totally just become accountants. If you're if your parents a famous musician or actor No, or I, I think artist. that I think their whole output has been totally embarrassing and that okay. they're totally the products of fucked up weirdo fame. parents. Weirdo fame parents. Yeah. Alright. I take it all back. You're right. No, they're I mean they're not There's like... been very few occasions where like a famous person's kids have uh I mean, you know, have has has Willow Maybe Miley Cyrus? Have Jaden or Willow put out like a, a song that's better than Get Jiggy with it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean, have they? I don't yeah, think you're right. I don't think I, they I have. I forget that um He's he's the I Fresh for, Prince. I forget that Will Smith uh he's the, made some music. Or even like even Wild Wild West. Like, I know, I you know. know. Um he's your replacement. Miley Cyrus is sort of the, she, the prime example. The prime example of like kind of I've become more doing successful than my dad. Than achy breaky heart. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's definitely had more hits. But it's different. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm glad my dad isn't like a faint like But uh, but Miley Cyrus's dad isn't like Willie Nelson or like I don't know. Like who's like country god? It's not like Johnny Cash. He's it, like if he was Johnny Cash, like sh- even now she would still not be like quite hitting it. I know? mean, I think about like uh, like like Francis Bean Cobain. Like you're the daughter of both Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love, yeah. right? And it's like she's like I feel like she's been kind of coasting on this like being like vaguely creative, like hasn't right. hasn't like put out an album or whatever, but like you know is like vaguely like an art she's not using her her uh family to get ahead she's not putting out an album because i feel like it would be it just instantly scrutinized it would be instantly scrutinized because it's like your your dad's like one of the greatest songwriters of all time and your mom is like one of the greatest 
you know, forces of con artists. No, like no, I, I'm just like <laughs> one of one of the best like punk. I mean, also especially as like, like a, a tour de force. Yeah, tour de force is like a performer, and like I mean, you know, before all of like the really embarrassing drama stuff, like yeah, you know, like a, a genuinely. Yeah, so it's like this is a crazy not, combination of talent. You're not going to win. You're not going to. Yeah. Frances Bean Cobain will never put out anything that she should just put out a rap album. Yeah, she should rap or she should like uh, I don't know. But it's like yeah, like if, if she if she like wanted to like be a painter, there's no fucking way that it, it would just be like well, a gal the gallery is showing Frances Bean Cobain's paintings. Yeah, I feel like you would always wonder if like you're being shown because it's good or you're being shown because your parents were famous yeah and i think i think that would be the really hard i think inevitably it's like the second like i think like do people go to ed hardy's son because they just want a hardy tattoo right and they want to get tattooed at ed hardy's shop like yeah or do they love his art you know it's like that would that would fuck me up a little bit probably being um like sean lennon yeah although he's he has some very like i feel like sean lennon it's like at least his stuff is like clearly influenced by being like the kid of yoko ono and i mean i guess it's sort of similar to francis being cobain but like at least he's like sort of tried to do his own thing in a lot of ways don't you also think that you're like set for life though too like like you really like you don't have to in do some anything. ways you don't have to do anything so you might as well do something creative right yeah all right the cat's calling up next to me um so let's let's wrap, let's wrap this it up, up. <laughs> julie why do people like porcaroso i think it's like a totally different take on like a miyazaki movie that is still fun and light but but sort of like deals with like heavier themes but like go into it with like an open heart you know i mean because it's not bad it's just like different that you know it's just different and uh, if you go in expecting like spirited away you're you're gonna be disappointed you're a dumbass first of all but but you're gonna be disappointed if you go in expecting kiki's like i think you might actually enjoy it um i think it's i think it's uh if you like the historical elements, like if you like things that reference something like historical or like uh, a story that's based in some type of reality or history, this could totally work for you. Or, yeah, if you, I, I, I'm still like on the fence if it's like fun for kids or not. We don't know any kids. It's hard to, I, I tend to think that like maybe the kids of today would think this is boring but maybe the kids of yesteryear uh, (laughs) would have been okay with it closest thing we have are cats and they didn't seem very interested in the movie so they don't seem interested in a lot of the things we watch on tv though yeah why do you think people like uh why do people like porco rosso i think if you're like a plane head yeah a gearhead gearhead a world war one buff if you like sarcasm maybe like some dry if you like uh humor if you like snarky protagonists i mean it's a it's a good movie you know like i think it's um it's clean yeah it's clean it's 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 good you know i think it's i think it's a lot of fun 
Yeah, I think it's fresh. I think like, it's. I think. It's, <clears throat> I think. It, I mean, you know, looking at anime as a whole, like I, I still think it stands outside of, you know, like most of the other stuff out there. You know, like I think it's clearly a Miyazaki creation and clearly something that kind of stands on you know stands in it well in line with like the rest of the ghibli output it just um, feels a little less hopeful and a little more cynical maybe i mean it's like look if you're you know if you're if you're john frushanti okay of the red hot chili peppers right and you write blood sugar sex magic and freaky styley or whatever you mm-hmm. you write a bunch of hits it's like yeah just just let 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 Frusante go write a fucking solo record where he just like is is jamming out or whatever think singing about his feelings yeah how he's feeling because he'll, he'll come back and write you know hey write what you know californication right? or whatever isn't that a thing that people tell you like write what you know yeah but you know i i don't know i think that's yeah write who you are um but yeah you know i i thought this was a uh i don't know it's it's but yeah like i mean clearly this is the world he knows you know and i think he was he was doing that um should i read the email we got this week yeah but sparks notes it because it was very sweet and thank you for writing yeah i it's like i have a i have sort of like a difficult i don't like I feel weird reading like email that's like just like praising because no sh- let's just it wasn't his name Matt shout out to Matt who wrote us this lovely email and sent us some great suggestions that we're definitely going to think about I will I'll, I'll read a little bit uh hi guys <laughs> I just wanted to say thanks for the podcast I discovered anime recently at age 32 and it's so fun to hear others discuss the shows I like my friends and coworkers would not get it and 90% of the other anime podcasts are cringy yeah <laughs> I'll just, I feel like that's like that. That's like my one hope for this podcast is that it's not not cringy, not cringy. So I just want to do like a quick thing. We went to this. Uh, it was the on cinema at the cinema Oscar special, which if you don't know what this is, it's like uh, what's it? Tim Heidecker and um, Greg Turkington. Greg Turkington do this like comedy bit every year. Uh, where they're like hosting the Oscars, but then never talk about what's happening at the Oscars. Yeah. But we went and we saw it live in a theater, and there was a guy that sat next to us who was like, My wife doesn't get it. None of my friends get it. So, and he was like, Oh, it's so cool that you guys can, can watch this together. Yeah. And I was like, That's how I want people to feel like, uh, like, I just feel like you go to these things and you always see somebody sitting alone. Right, like at the anime screening of, Ju- of Jujutsu Kaisen, zero, zero. There were totally there was another guy that sat next to us that was just by himself, because like he really likes it, but he's got nobody to like talk to about it. And there's like this something is like resistant in like him either them either sharing it with their friends or. Their friends just being like, this is not for me. I mean, yeah, I think just by nature of, you know, there's always like, there's definitely stuff in my life where it's sort of hard to find other people who are as into it or into it in the same way as I am. And it's sort of a matter of like kind of bringing people into it. Like it's like a hard sell sometimes. Yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard sell. Is this going to hit or is this going to 
make this person be like, I'm not coming over here ever again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially... Because um, you want to hang on to your friends. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, especially with anime, you know, it's like I feel like a lot of the people, you know, I, and I, I, I sort of said this in my reply to him, but um, yeah, like even explaining the concept of like this podcast to people, it's like, you know, the fucking normies look at me like I'm, you know, like a like a space alien or something. Right. Like... You know, they, he, a lot of people don't even know what anime is. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's so, I mean, it's like, you know, granted, anime is like kind of, there's still some sort of like taboo about it or something. Well, anime has gotten really huge and it's, it's like more popular than ever and all of that. But like, you know, if you're talking to like the fucking guy in accounting or whatever, right. You know, you're not going to be like, hmm, so did you see the new Demon Slayer episodes? <laughs> no, he's, he's worried about his fucking March Madness bracket or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, or you're like, new Attack on Titan season just came out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, crazy, right? They're going to, you know, and it's like, even if you're like, hey, hey, I swear to God, watch Spirited Away. It's not like other anime. They're still going to think you're like trying to convince them to like, I don't know, kill a dog or something. <laughs> Stop. No, I mean, it's like, I mean, well, not that bad, but they'll definitely, I mean, I don't know. It's like, you'll, it's like, it's, it, I, this is what I think it is. And maybe this is equally as bad, but whatever. Uh, it, it's almost like you're like discussing like the porn you like or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I think, I think a lot of people have this idea that anime is, is a sex thing, a sex thing or like you're so, like, we can't talk about it or work yeah. for sure. But then like the anime people know that it's not a sex thing. Right. Anyway, this is a discussion for another time, um, and but shout out. <laughs> Matt also suggested uh, doing music playlists uh, around certain episodes. I would love that. Or certain I would shows. love to either just like, or just like put out a playlist, period, about like the music that we've really liked so far. Yeah. Because I actually listened to a lot of the music that I liked a lot. I think it would also be kind of cool to build, I think what maybe he was suggesting specifically is like uh, like music sort of around certain things sure so like a like that's a, a you thing yeah that's that's very much like me spending like two hours making like a serial experiments lane playlist. playlist hey there's some really like if you look up siberia on spotify there are some like sick ass like playlists of just like hmm. kind of like breakbeat techno <laughs> that kind of stuff right which is sick. You should totally make a playlist. You make a playlist, I'll make a playlist. Yep. Done. Thank you, Matt, for the, the very kind email. Hey, if you'd like really to email us, uh, it's why do people like anime at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Instagram at why do people like anime. Um, I sometimes check the messages, you know? I, I, I definitely, <laughs> uh, I, che- I check our email once a week or so. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you've got any ideas or, or suggestions, totally if, reach out. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this episode or any other episodes, please consider dropping the five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Yes. Review the show. We're almost at 100 episodes, people. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Don't tell a friend. No, tell, no, tell, tell a friend. Tell your anime friends. Tell your mom. Tell, tell a friend. Uh, showing someone else like a pot. I feel like... Anytime I show someone a podcast, it's like... If you've got a resistant friend... It's like everyone on the podcast sounds like a fucking idiot. 
Okay. For whatever, like it could be anything. It's like you play it and it's like, I swear these guys are really funny. I swear (laughs) these guys have really good chemistry and stuff. And they just sound like idiots or something. And it's like, ugh. Sometimes you just got to find the right episode, though. You got to find the right episode, yeah. And that's why we just keep going, baby. We keep cranking these out. Sorry they've been late recently. Um, Things have been a little hectic, but... Life has been pure chaos as of late. We've also really been, yeah, a little chaotic, a little too busy. and But we're also, like, trucking through another longer season. Yeah. Which, uh, and this weekend's my bachelorette party. So uh, we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, if we can finish the season, we'll talk about it. If you have a bad time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a great time. I'm gonna kick. I don't care what happens. I'm I'm having a great time. Period. Yeah, you're gonna have a great time. Positive mental attitude. I'm going to, I'm going to Boston for. Yeah, John's getting tattooed. My mom's coming. There's like a lot going on. A lot coming. But uh, well, there will be an episode. It just might not be the episode we want it to be. (laughs) It might be another movie. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, thanks. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And keep stay jiggy with it. (laughs) Nah, 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 nah. What's what's another, what's like a a sign off we can seal? Um, Don't forget to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, goodbye. Bye.